Hello, and welcome to the Unqualified Culinary Critics. We are a Vegas-based podcast that celebrates food and culture. Join us as we talk about our food and cultural experiences, and we do hope that these stories connect in some way to each one of you as well. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to this very special episode on Pride in Our Heritage. Ashley and I are going to be talking about our cultures and our heritage and what makes us so prideful and happy to be part of them. So I am Mexican. I was born and raised here in the in Las Vegas, and I actually did grow up going kind of back and forth between here and Mexico. And Ashley is Chinese, Filipino, and a little bit of Spanish. So she has a lot of cool cultures to to share about, to talk about. And let's get started. All right. So um, something that I'm really proud of about my culture is um, I'm going to just be obvious and just say the food because I feel like Mexican food is some top tier food. <laughs> um, you know, it's so diverse and there's so many like different things that you can make, like even with just tacos, like, you know, tacos are really diverse. Like you can have um, tacos with like carne asada, chicken, you can even do like frijoles you know like beans and stuff like that like there's a lot you can do with that yeah what about you Ashley (laughs) what's like the when you think about your cultures what's like the first thing you think about that you're just like yeah I love that part of my culture you know like everything that you just said so far about your culture like don't get me wrong I I like it too like I mean I'm for like anything you know I'm for like any culture so just hearing about your culture, even though it's like you're just um, starting out right now with um, the show, just talking about food, like Mexican food is one of my favorite cuisines, too, just besides um, the stuff that I eat. And um, I'm just glad that you're talking about your upbringing about, again, like growing up in Vegas and then going back and forth to Mexico and here and all that fun stuff. So it's like it's really cool to just hear about other people's um, upbringings and their heritage and such. But with me, I... Like, as, as you mentioned in the recording and in previous episodes, I am Chinese. I am Filipino. I have a little bit of Spanish blood as well. I did grow up partly here, but like I mentioned before, I'm not originally born here because, like I said, I'm born in California, but I grew up in a um, predominantly diverse area in California, which is East L.A. So the thing that would stand out to me is just the culture and the food simultaneously. I can't pick one or the other because they play such a big part in me growing up entirely. So yeah, I would say both that would stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Well, what's something that you feel like makes your culture stand out? Like for me with like Mexican, with like being Mexican, I feel like besides the food, we have a lot of like really cool like festivals and traditions and stuff Mm -hmm. like you know I know everybody knows about like the other los muertos and stuff but like for example I mean I think that that one alone is like super cool and I like how there's different versions of it in different cultures Mm -hmm. like I know Filipinos also have like their own version of um day of the dead and yes we do yeah all throughout like South America and um just Central America all that sort of stuff so it's cool, but I feel like the way that we do it is so interesting because, you know, we have like our ofrendas and stuff like that. And then that's not like the only cool thing that you think we have. Like, for example, for spring break, they get two weeks off. Like when I lived over there, I remember we had two weeks off from school. And during those two weeks, we would just, you know, do um 
religious, kind of like religious ceremonies in a way, like mm-hmm. religious traditions and practices. And then we'd have like a big parade and stuff right before Easter and then on Easter as well. And, you know, like during those two weeks, it'd just be like, you know, learning about Jesus and all that sort of stuff, like the things he went through. And then it was really cool, you know, like doing the parades. Um, I remember in my dad's town, they do like they have somebody dressed up as him and stuff. And then they just have him like getting like on a float. And <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that we do that, like unless you're actually Hispanic or come from like a Latin American country. Nobody else really does spring break like that. I mean, I don't know if maybe like in Asia, they might do something like that. But it's, you know, completely different religions um, most of the time, unless they're like a country that was colonized. From my understanding, what my mom told me, the Philippines, they were colonized by the Spaniards. I don't know exactly what year, what century, but that's why I have a little bit of some Spanish blood too, along with my ancestors. So that's where I got it from. To just kind of go back a little bit as to the Day of the Dead, we do observe that holiday. Um, I think one thing that would stand out to me right now, just at the top of my head, is Chinese New Year. And Chinese New Year to me is something that I will admit I don't really go big on the holiday. I remember when I was growing up, I would go to California, where the area that I grew up. So Monterey Park is where I... um, grew up a little bit and then I grew up in Montebello but Montebello is where I'm originally from so like I said it is a diverse area which is Mm -hmm. like I said something that I stands out to me along with the food so the Chinese New Year thing they would have it somewhere in LA and many families would come in and we would just like all sit in a banquet Uh, there's a lion dance like four many multiple um, performers would come in dressed as a lion like they would all like wear the the Chinese lion um, thing over their head and then there's people playing in the back and I remember being so scared of that because some traumatic stuff happened with a lion and me. I guess they were playing but I was seven and I wasn't too fond of it. I remember that part. Uh, the food, mm-hmm. I mean, they got like, they have like cold cuts with like various uh, meat. I know chicken and beef is one of them because I eat like the beef part. Um, there's like walnut shrimp. They have like some fish, some fried rice and then they would have these festivities where you would have like a red envelope and they would just pass and inside those would have like numbers in it and you would get a number everybody in, in the table has a number and then if somebody calls your number you might like win something like you could even win like free money pretty much like ten dollars something like that nice. sounds kind of cheap but it's actually sometimes that stuff can just mean a lot more not just the money but just the experience the fun and then they have like entertainment all that kind of stuff i remember mm-hmm. doing that growing up and i just like i enjoyed doing that stuff especially with my family yeah yeah no i mean ten dollars is ten dollars man i <laughs> yeah. i'd have happily take that <laughs> yeah no that's so interesting because like i remember um you know, learning about Chinese New Year in school and stuff and like the Chinese Zodiac. And mm-hmm. I remember that's like something that they taught us because I went to a school here that was mostly like the majority were like Latinos. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, most of us were Mexican or like Salvadoran or, you know, like that. And so mm-hmm. they try to teach us about new cultures. And then I remember they teach us about Chinese New Year. And we had to do this project where we had to like, make our Chinese zodiac animal from clay and I'm a tiger and everybody else was a rabbit and I remember being so upset yeah I was so upset because I love rabbits like rabbits are one of my favorite animals I was like I want to be a rabbit (laughs) um 
but yeah like it's it's cool you know that they would teach us about like different cultures like that and i don't know if they did this at um any of your schools growing up but we would also have like our world day where each classroom would get a different country and then you know they'd decorate their classroom using like things from those cultures and then learn about like spend an entire month learning about that culture and then on like a certain day like the last day everybody would go around the school touring different classrooms to learn more about those countries Mm -hmm. well i don't recall like doing what you just said um i think we had we handled it differently so we did have like a period where we would learn about each other's cultures and i remember this was in fifth grade Mm -hmm. which is over many moons ago for me i would say (laughs) that (laughs) i remember we would put a picture of ourselves there would be like a world map there would be pictures of ourselves and we would put a picture of ourselves from the countries that our ancestors came from so I remember um, I had a lot of uh, classmates who are also Filipino. And because um, there's nobody who whose ancestors are from China, so they decided to just put mine oh. on the... Yeah. Not, not, yeah. not a bad thing. I don't think against yeah, that no. at all. They would do that and then we would just all like... There was some sort of... I think we had to put like a yarn that's like it's supposed to attach to our picture and then to the US or something. I don't... See, many moons ago, I don't even remember, but I remember... <laughs> One thing though, we would bring food from our heritage. So we had like a little um little potluck and everybody would be like eating stuff from everybody else's um cultures or food and all that. So I remember that. So it was pretty fun. A little bit somewhat unrelated, but there was another time that we like celebrated multicultural events and I remember uh if you don't notice I play some music and I remember an orchestra we were like wrapping up and this was in high school. So what we did was we just like, they had a meeting, they were like, let's do around the world. That was the theme. So I remember sitting in the table of Norway, but I don't know much about Norwegian culture. And um, I would say that I don't remember the food that I ate there, but I, I would definitely say that we did eat all kinds of dishes from around the world. And I had fun at that event. We weren't playing any music. We weren't playing violin or, or bass or any of that. We just sat down and we ate. And we also shared that with band. So. The more the merrier, you know. But yeah. Yeah. That sounds like fun. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, I remember the like festivals that we would do. Mm-hmm. We would do them every year um, at my school. But mm-hmm. yeah. So I have a question because, like, you know, I'm only, like, Mexican. Like, that's my only nationality. So I was wondering, like, do you feel like you have one culture that you connect to more than the other or do you feel like you connect to all of them like you connect to being filipino and chinese and spanish or is there one that you're just like yeah you know like i have elements from this heritage more present in my life than from the other well the thing is i i would say equal but admittedly at the same time it's more of chinese and filipino to me because i don't know too much about the spanish culture so I know that I have so much homework to do for the rest of my life to learn about the Spanish culture. So that's something mm-hmm. that I will admit and admit fault to. Um, my father was Chinese. Well, my mother too was Chinese as well, but she was a little more um, more Filipino. So she's kind of mixed to say. So that's why I got it from her. Mm-hmm. So my dad's side was mainly Chinese that I know of right now. And then on my mom's side, it's Filipino, there's Chinese, and there's some Spanish blood as well. So I would identify more towards with Chinese and Filipino 
because um, of the stuff that I ate, everything that I learned from them, that kind of helped shape who I am today. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, because I've always wondered, like, people who are a little bit more mixed, if they feel like, you know, like, I personally, I think it's cool because I feel like you get the best of all worlds <laughs> since you're mixed that with more than one culture because it's like you get to explore so many more different things because like me like I like I just have this one culture that I was raised into and that I that I grew up in and stuff like that and it's like I had to learn about other cultures and other um, traditions and stuff rather than already you know like being born raised into that mm-hmm. but you know it's always good to learn other cultures whether it's in school or from somebody that you met like along the way you know in your life so i mean either way it's it's good to learn all kinds of cultures in general mm-hmm. so yeah yes i agree it's always important and then like i mean even um within like one culture like everything mm-hmm. is so diverse regardless of what country you come from like yep even with like mexico like the culture because my family's from jalisco the culture from jalisco is going to be different than michoacan than oaxaca than Yucatan like all these other states and even within the states like even from like city or town to town because like for example my parents the towns they're from they're from different towns but they live like 40 45 minutes away from each other so it's still like you know the same region and Mm -hmm. um I remember my mom saying how like the first time well not the first time but like you know as she started going over um to my dad's town and started you know like after she got married and stuff she would obviously eat with my grandma from my dad's mom and she found how interesting it was how she would cook because it was different than um how they would cook like even though they would make like these um like the same recipes or not the same recipes mm-hmm. the same dish the recipes would be like very different and it's just interesting because, you know, that's just 45 minutes away from each other. And there is those differences. And, like, I remember my grandma, my dad's mom, would make these, like, garbanzos that she would, um, I don't I don't even know how she would make them because, you know, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> but she would make them and they were so good. And I remember I would ask my mom, I'm like, oh, can you make, like, garbanzos like that? And she'd be like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know how she made them. I don't know how she did that. And yeah i don't know i just think it's so cool when you come from a culture that's so diverse because there's so many like different things that you can learn and do mm-hmm, and yeah. i feel like people who have who have more than one culture probably feel that way too like regardless yes yeah. <laughs> yep i i agree because like my mom she grew up in a in an area kind of like southeast of manila and the dialect of the language that she speaks is different like tagalog from my understanding is like the universal language in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. However, where she grew up is another dialect. She's from the Pico region. So she will speak Pico or Picolano. Mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't know. I got to do my homework some more. So she speaks Tagalog and she speaks Pico as well. And I'm learning a little bit from her as to like what they mean. And I'm still learning it right now. So mm-hmm. I, I can, I, I also can echo you in regards to like different regions and also diversity, that kind of stuff. So I have a question for you, since you're talking about like languages and stuff. Do you Mm -hmm. speak either of those languages or do you speak Chinese or Spanish or any language that comes from your cultures? So I will admit, and like I said, I got to do my homework by a lot. I speak very little Cantonese. I know a little Mandarin 
Uh, same mm-hmm. thing with Tagalog and Bicol. I don't know much Spanish either. See, I gotta do my homework. Uh, my main language is English, so that's my first language. And I started learning a little bit of some French a few years ago. So just because I wanted to learn about the culture that they uh, provide as well. So I'm not too multilingual, but I do speak um, a little bit of some of the languages and I do understand some of the terms, but not everything. Yeah, well, at least you're like, you know, you know a little. That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I definitely feel you on the English becoming like your first language. Because me, my first language was Spanish. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, growing up here and like now that I like that I'm not going back and forth anymore and that I'm here, it really does like just dominate everything else. Like I still speak Spanish at home and like at work and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like, I don't know, like I think in English, I dream in English. It's weird. <laughs> Um, because, you know, like Spanish was my first language. I, that was all I really spoke up until I was like five. I, my mom says I actually learned English from watching cartoons <laughs> and that like that I would try to speak to her in English when I was little. But, you know, she didn't understand. So she she'd be like, what? <laughs> like confused oh, as okay. to how how I even like learned English. But yeah. It's, um, I was going to ask you because, you know, like we do have these cultures and like heritage that's from our parents and our families Mm -hmm. and stuff. And we grew up over here in the U.S., not in the same like situation as our parents or in the same places as our parents. So Mm -hmm. I was wondering, how do you feel about like your cultures being Americanized? Like, you know, like, for example, with like Mexican, we have like the... Tex-Mex food now we have um (laughs) Taco Bell (laughs) Del Taco like that sort of stuff like you know there's more of an uh American spin on some of these foods and some of these these aspects I don't mind at all personally I try to be open-minded about the stuff that I see especially with food nowadays and I try to be open-minded now that I'm in my 20s so I don't Mm -hmm. really have any preferences as to what they do I will say I'm not too fond of Panda Express because I just am not into the spices that they make. I think Mm -hmm. that is a little more Americanized, like P.F. Chang's as well. Yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty simple. If you don't like it, just don't go there. You know, that's just a very simple, simple thing. So I don't have any issues about it. But if I want something that I feel is from my culture that sticks with me so much, then... Uh, my mom would cook it or I would go to a restaurant that serves the cuisines that I grew up eating as a child. Pretty simple mm-hmm. as well. You? Um, I don't know. I I personally don't mind that sort of stuff. But like, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, this is Mexican, <laughs> like authentic Mexican food, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But like, I don't I don't mind it. I think it's interesting to see like how other cultures interpret these foods from our cultures Mm -hmm. and um like we said in the episode with christian like i'll eat it (laughs) Mm -hmm. like i don't mind it i'll eat it happily sometimes even but yeah but it's not you know and everybody already knows it's not actual mexican food like i don't even need to state the obvious but i don't know it's just interesting because you can really see like i feel like things like that kind of bring out like what the cultures each culture's value Mm -hmm. in a sense Because you'll have, like, the basic food, like a taco, and then um, you have, like, Taco Bell that goes ahead goes ahead and, like, you know, they make it the hard shell thing instead of, like, you know, the soft tortillas. And then the sauces, they change the sauces up as well. 
making them less spicy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like, like I said, I just think it's interesting. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another thing besides like Taco Bell. Of like another example, of, like Americanized Mexican food. I mean, Tex-Mex. Like I guess. Yeah. Like Del Taco. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. Recently, I discovered that, um, I don't know if I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I discovered that there's a place that does um, birria ramen. So it's like Japanese and Mexican food mm-hmm. mixed, like, you know, infused. I want to try that place because I feel like that's very, personally, that sounds very appealing to me. I love birria. I love ramen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should go together on that. <laughs> Yeah, and then report back on one of our episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, okay, so listeners, hold us accountable to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to have to uh, do it pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's interesting living here in the U.S. because it's, like, not only is your food getting, like, or culture, not just food, but everything in general. Because I would say that, like, Chicanos and Mexicans are very different. Like, there is a very big difference between us. But it's interesting living, at least here in this country, because, you know, you're not just getting your food Americanized, it's getting mixed with other cultures that you, like, are nowhere near each other, like Japan and Mexico, nowhere near mm. each other, but yet <laughs> it happened, and I love it. <laughs> yes, it's good to, like, infuse those two cultures together. Because, like, if there's one thing that I can say, I will admit one thing, though. I personally feel that it's fine that our cultures are being Americanized as well. But I would personally ask that even to the listeners, like, don't just randomly believe that that's the culture. No, it has to be like, Mm -hmm. I think that if you want to learn more about it, like learn more about the culture itself, not just the Americanized version of it, and just like do more research, try the authentic foods and all that kind of stuff so that you have more, you're more educated as to what it is that these cultures provide. That that's just hopefully a very easy way to understand it as to how I would say it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And just, you know, be respectful about mm-hmm. different cultures. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So I know I we kind of answered this at the beginning of the episode. Um, but mm-hmm. I want to go back to the question of something that we think makes our culture stand out because, you know, we've talked about like holidays, traditions, food, of course. But I still think there's so much more, like, different aspects of our cultures that really make us shine and stuff. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. make them shine, that make them unique. And I think um, one of those things for for Mexican culture is going to be um, el baile fo- uh, folclorico. I remember, you know, being when I used to go to school in Mexico, they would teach us how to do that for, like, Mother's Day. We would do, like, a baile for them. And... Um, yeah, I just remember those dances being, like, even when I, like, see them on, like, TV or whatever. Um, Like, I just think they're so beautiful. And I think it's so interesting how, like, each state has their own different version of it. And um, one of my favorite ones is, like, the, the one, because sometimes they'll put mask on. And, um like, the men will put mask on and do, like, the old man dance, like, un, like, for, like, viejitos. And, um... Yeah, and I just, I also just love the dresses that um, the women wear for for that, for those dances as well. They're like big and beautiful and twirly. (laughs) What about you? Do you think there's anything else that stands out from your culture? So like the other thing that kind of stands out to me right now is just going to like 
family events. So like for birthdays, you know, on my dad's side, we would just go to a Chinese restaurant either in Monterey Park or here in Vegas. And we would like order the stuff that we would eat. You know, like the one of my favorite dishes is like the it's called konsi yimin. And that's just long life noodles. I don't recall if it's lo mein mm -hmm. or chow mein. So I'm going to need to look more into that. But the cool thing about that dish to me is that, like I said, it's long life. So you eat those noodles, it's long life. So I, I've heard from like my family, oh, eating noodles is long life. So that's something that I um, totally mm -hmm. cherish. You know, I, I, I'll embrace that. But another thing that would come to my mind when we would be in, the re in those restaurants would be like having the peach buns come out. And I, I will say that peaches are also another symbol of long life in, in my culture. So it's good to eat a peach. Um, pretty much when you get those buns at your table, it's just basically the restaurant's just wishing best wishes and many more years to come. That kind of cool stuff. Oh, that's nice. It's really cool. That's yes, cool. yes. Maybe on my birthday, we can like go to a Chinese restaurant. Hopefully, they will do that. And then you can have my uh, peach buns because uh, like I said in the sweets episode, I don't eat a lot of sweets anymore. So Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, maybe we should do it next year. <laughs> Hopefully, things are better. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah, we're already planning this. See, guys, this is how we plan our episodes, like, way in advance. Oh, yeah. See, it's just, <laughs> planning's fun, yeah. but things change, you know. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those are pretty cool traditions. Um, So, I have a question with the mm -hmm. long noodles, like, or long life noodles. Do you eat them in hopes that they'll bring you, like, a long, long life? Or, like, is there an intention like that behind that? I will say... Even when I was younger and kind of a bit to now that hopefully those noodles would give me long life. I mean, longer lives, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, of course, I got to eat healthy. And that dish, I believe, is healthy. And some dishes have like specific ingredients and in how to make it or like some various versions, I mean. But I remember the last time I had it, which mm -hmm. was not my birthday. It was last year. They had a vegetarian, which I personally agree with. And I, um, I will say, though, that no matter how they make it like any kind of noodles besides the long life noodles i would eat any kind of noodles in hopes that they would bring me long life in general mm -hmm. but yeah i do have like a question I, I you've been asking me a lot of questions and i haven't had the chance to ask like some questions of my own so you mentioned in the past that you know we were talking about like we do come from like different parts of our own countries, you know, like you grew up back and forth in Mexico and here in Vegas. And you talked about how there's like various versions of like certain dishes as well. I do want to go back a little bit into language. I don't know mm -hmm. a lot about the Mexican culture, the Hispanic culture, etc. Do you speak like a different dialects to your parents or like like how does that work? Like your mom may be speaking um, one dialect and your father might be speaking another. Like how does that work? Like what's it like? Well, my parents are close. Like they're from um, towns that are close enough where like the dialect is the same. Mm -hmm. But like there will be times where like my dad will say something and my mom's like, what does that mean? <laughs> or my mom will say something and my dad's like, oh, what does that mean? But like for the most part, it's the same. Yeah, they're, they're close enough where, like, just about everything's the same. Okay. And then, like, it helps that they both grew up in um, rural areas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they have, like, the same type of vernacular. Okay, that's good. 
Um, but like it is different than like our Spanish obviously is gonna be different than Spanish from um from like another country. And then like our Spanish is different than like Spanish from um indigenous cultures. Mm -hmm. Like even within that region. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was just kinda asking because like you brought up the whole like the dialects or I, I did, but you know, mm -hmm. I was just kinda curious. Yeah. I am trying to think of another yeah. one, but mm -hmm. for some reason, it's not really popping into my head. But don't get me wrong. I am, I am interested in your culture because, like, like I said, Mexican food, and the heritage and the cultures and stuff, that interests me. And like I said, Mexican food is one of my favorite cuisines. So, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, like, do, do you do, I know that you mentioned in the past that there was a rice dish that um, your, your mom would make. And that's one of your favorite dishes that you would have on your birthday. Are there like any other dishes that stand out to you in your culture that kind of like are there additional dishes that stand out to you that's your favorite that are celebrated or observed on specific holidays? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I think La Rosca for like Dia de los Reyes. So that's like the day that we celebrate like the. Okay, so I might get this wrong, <laughs> but that's like the day that we celebrate like um the kings that brought like jesus presents and stuff mm -hmm. or something like that it has to do with christmas and jesus but <laughs> there's um like this bread that we eat and it's like this giant oval thing but like oh my god i don't know how to explain it <laughs> it's like this giant like oval thing um yeah it has like candied fruit on it mm -hmm. and um kind of like have you had a concha before no, I actually don't know what it means. Oh, so that's it's it's a type of bread. It's a type of Mexican bread, but like it has like this like it's not frosting, but like the top of it has like this sugar kind of um I don't know how to explain that either. This is why I once again improving that I am unqualified. <laughs> An unqualified culinary critic. But it it has like this kind of like sugar on it. Mhm. Mm and it has that, like the rosca has that, and then they bake these plastic um little like mini Jesus dolls. And the tradition is that like if you bite it, if you get a piece, and um when you bite it, or if your piece has like the little plastic Jesus doll, because mm -hmm. it's like a little baby, and mm -hmm. it's supposed to symbolize baby Jesus. And if you get it, then you have to um make food like tamales or something like that for la calendaria so that's like in february as and, like mardi gras um, yeah it's like mardi gras no 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 it's different oh. oh okay no it's different but yeah and so like if you get the little doll you have to make food <laughs> for that for la calendaria mm -hmm. and yeah it's 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 fun <laughs> it's interesting i always hated getting the little doll but like i remember um as a little kid i would want the doll mm -hmm. because i wanted to play with it mm -hmm. <laughs> But now that, like, you know, as I got older and I understood what the doll meant, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, people will try to hide it. Like, they'll, like, keep it in their mouth. If they, like, take a bite out of it, they won't tell anybody they got it. Some people <laughs> even swallow it because oh. they just do not want to. Is that, like, mm -hmm. edible, though? No, it's not. Oh, but that's man. how desperate they, they get to not get it. <laughs> I mean, they can just, like, excuse themselves, but, I mean, there's suspicion yeah. in that. yeah. But yeah, it's like this whole thing and it's always fun. But yeah, like La Rosca, that's a cool tradition that we have. 
That's cool. Too. That's really cool. Because, like, you brought up, like, the baby and then you put it in the cake. I will admit, mm-hmm. it kind of does remind me a little bit of Mardi Gras, but different cultures, you know? Because, like... Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't remember much about the holiday other than it means Fat Tuesday in English because... You know, I, I know some <laughs> French, like I said, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know much about the culture other than we just celebrate it and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. All right. So let us know in the comments, like some cool tradition that you guys have in your cultures, um, whether it's something similar to these or something completely different. And then also let us know what's something that you're proud of um, from your culture and your heritage. What's something that makes you, you know, proud to be from that culture? All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for everything. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Unqualified Culinary Critics and on Twitter at U-N-Q-C-U-L-C-R-I-T. And that's where you can let us know your thoughts and share your culture with us as well. Please do be very nice with your comments, too, because we are talking about a lot of things that mean so much to us. So we do want to um, extend a courtesy call. Please be very nice. Yes. And thank you guys again so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode.